0: Yo, Londa! It's Amigos, episode
1: 354!
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Yo, Londa. Very excited about this episode, though. What's your favorite girl name?
2: Oh, gosh. You know, uh... I think, I like, uh, my favorite girl. That's a tough question to ask somebody, rock top and now Is it not you know, Yolanda? It's, well, you know, it's, I've never known anyone named Yolanda except for one chick at school that was old.
0: So I don't have a good reference. A chick in school that was old? Yeah. She was like a non-traditional student?
2: Oh, this was, uh, this is when I went to electronics school. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't really think I have a, 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 a favorite
0: have name. Have you heard of Yolanda Adams before? No. She was the singer on Ally McNeil. I didn't watch that show. Mm. She so, had, she had a standing engagement on that show. Are
2: there other famous Yolanda's?
0: That's like the you, only one I know. You know, I, So heard. if you were going to have a daughter, what would you name her?
2: Well, jeez, I don't know. Aaron Jr. Because Aaron's a good name for a girl or a boy. It is, so. it is. I used to pitch that probably all Probably not time. the
0: junior. I'd probably throw that out. Well, you know. What about, what about you? I like Elizabeth. Elizabeth's a, a fine name. You gotta say it like girl Macho girl. Man.
1: <laughs> you know?
0: I don't know how that. <laughs> you say it. Elizabeth, don't You
2: out! That's because Miss Elizabeth was his valet. Mm-hmm. That's because every time I hear that name. Or you could say it like Fred Sanford. Elizabeth, this is the big one. They actually sound they sort of sound, similar. I was going
0: to say that your, your Sanford voice and your macho voice kind of yeah. intersects a little bit.
2: Oh, well, I mean, there's a lot <laughs> in common between those two guys. They're both studs. Did you ever watch San Francisco? All Sun? the time. Like,
0: I love that show. Really? Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that boat mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, the thought of having a daughter fills me with a certain sense of dread. Yeah. Because raising a son's hard enough. I couldn't imagine raising a, a, a daughter. For one thing, I've been down that road. And secondly, it just seems scarier to me. Yeah. you know.
0: And it's not like you had any sisters to show you to show you the way either. No, so. no. It was it's you know, in
2: fact it that I couldn't handle it. But I mean what are you gonna do? What
0: are you, you gonna know? do? And you never yeah. know
2: what's gonna happen. Yeah. But man, and you're no granddaughter, mm-hmm. you never know. Yeah. Gonna... It can be here
0: sooner than you think. Oh no, it can't. <laughs> oh, <shut laughs> up. I don't wanna hear that boat. Uh, well, Aaron, let's just dive right into this week's Amiga News and see what's going on.
1: News.
0: That's why we don't put the chat there anymore, by the way. Aaron, our first story this week is all about the Amiga 1020 5 and a quarter floppy drive. Let me tell you something. I was
2: excited about this one. And because uh, I actually have one of these. And so I was thinking to myself, because here comes here comes Doug. With the explanation, what the heck is the point of this thing? Well, that's a good question because we weren't sure. You recall that we tried to mess with this thing with the uh, C64 emulator when we—the only time I've ever really fooled with it—and uh, uh, we didn't have any success. And so, who knew that this thing was so difficult uh, to use? I'd had no idea, but uh, of course, a uh, ten mark gets into it and goes into the, uh, the how it works uh, and what you have to do to get the windows, or get the windows, to get a, uh, Amiga OS to recognize the drive.
0: Mm-hmm. And these things ostensibly were made to work with the bridge boards that were, that were for the Amiga, but with enough finagling, you can get it to recognize as a 400K regular floppy drive on the Amiga.
2: Yeah, and it does ultimately go into the down the road of what really would you do with this? What would he do with it? Well. Mm-hmm. The answer is nothing except for use it with a bridge board. That's the way. I mean, mine sits there. It's cool looking.
0: It's branded, so it makes it kind of neat. Mine had know. that modded switch. You remember that? That's right. The, I forgot yeah. you've
2: got one too. Yeah, I,
0: I gave it to John Marshall because he, he I saw him eyeing it, and so I. I <laughs> and I you let knew him you'd never it. do anything with. That's it. right. That's but still,
2: right. it's neat to have. I didn't realize they were. The Doug mentions that they're rare. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know. it's clearly it's funny that we both had one. Yeah. So. They're, I don't know how rare they are, but uh, it's I'd never had one until I got that big load of stuff from that guy. But they're kind of neat. Doug goes into it. And he also goes step-by-step step in terms of what it what you could do with it and how you get it to work. He also mentions that it's literally the exact same, almost the exact same drive as a Commodore uh, 64 drive, one of the later ones that came out. The, I mean, it's literally, it looks the same. It's the same kind of mold. Probably have the same mold, yeah. Just some of the innards are a little bit switched around, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Pretty interesting, uh, and I enjoyed it. Doug always brings the good stuff there. I got a big kick out of this one, Boat.
0: Now, Aaron, our next story, we we touched on it briefly a few weeks ago, but now that it's finally official, I want to bring it back and talk about it one more time. The, Amiga, the next Amiga Jam is now live and kicking. They're now submitting entries. This thing is the Blitz Basic Amiga Game Jam. So all entries must be coded in Blitz Basic. Submissions are due in two months and 29 days. This thing opened oh, up on man. June 1st, and it finishes up on uh, it finishes up on August 31st. So you got all summer to do this. It's going to be real interesting to see what uh, what people come up with, what people can code in Blitz Basic. You know, I'm looking
2: here at the judges for this.
0: Mm-hmm. You got
2: a good bunch here. You've got Amiga Bill. Mm-hmm. He's gotta be there. Yeah, he's sort of your figurehead, right. Then you've got Zven, uh, uh, Dro- I believe his name is Droge. He's the developer of Amiga Blitz. Mm-hmm. sort of an important fellow, Darren Doyle graphic uh, designer and co-creator of Bitmap Soft and Phoenix Square. You can see where I'm going here. They didn't just pick, like, You slim, and me. Sl- no, they, that's the last <laughs> guy you want. These guys are knowledgeable studs <laughs> yeah. Yeah. who have experience in the realm of what's basic, which, you know, a very powerful uh, language. We've seen a lot of good stuff come out, so this should be a lot of fun. You got, what, say, about three months to get it done? Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, as the months roll by... As these entries come in, I'm sure that uh, our buddy Neil over at Indie Retro News will be giving us updates. I can't wait to see as these games develop what's going on. Yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron. Our next story is all about International Amiga Day. Yeah, this was perplexing to me. Someone filled me in, but go ahead. So International Amiga Day was created way, way, way before we started the podcast. This thing's been going on for years and years, and it was actually founded over at the English Amiga board where i think some some guy just put, made a post he's like i declare may 31st to be international amiga day and so it was so then and forever and i guess may 31st is j minors birthday
2: yes yeah, that's the part so. i didn't yeah i was that's where i got clued in now if this has been going on for all these years i mean have you we've been doing this for a while we cover news we don't catch it all. We catch a little bit of it. i no—I don't remember ever hearing about this. Do
0: you? I don't. Maybe not. I don't know. Did we ever?
2: Remember. I'll guarantee someone's going to go back and find a clip of us
0: going. Hey, it's a mega. Pro, probably day. every year. Yeah. We we'll Just forget We're, about it because it's only once a year.
2: I don't remember it. Uh, and he, it's there's a list of stuff you've got to do. Did you see this? <laughs> you must switch on at least one amiga. I'm going to ask if you did this on that day. Because I believe, what, this was, what, what day was this again? This was uh, May 31st. So that was, that was, uh, so was it Sunday?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, okay, Tuesday. so
2: that's a work day. It's a mm-hmm. little bit tough. You've gotta to run at least one game, and but emulation has been accepted. You must whiten a yellowed Amiga. I guarantee you wouldn't do that. <laughs> you must give your non-working Amiga to a tech. In case you are a technician, you've gotta get one working. You have it. You have to wear an Amiga T-shirt. Hey, I've
0: got that. Bam.
2: And if you, if none of the above, you can make a foot of yourself with an Amiga and share it with your friends on social networks, or whatever Amiga activity you like. Uh, I think my Amiga activity was uh, I, I moved some Amiga game boxes around that day. Hey,
0: so whatever works. There you go. Man. But
2: I didn't share it. So there you go. Next year we'll know better. Yeah. We'll, we'll a little prepare. Checklist up we'll for prepare. It. Uh, but still, kind of neat. International Amiga Day. Uh, that's every day for us.
0: That's right. Aaron, our next story was actually shared with us on the old Discord. Mr. Rushi found this on the old Belgian Amiga Club uh, Facebook page. He took a screenshot of it, which we've shared here. This is uh, somebody, some enterprising fellow, has uh, created a, um, a disk drive. This is written a disk drive-heavy news segment uh, yeah. for the Amiga Mini that works with an sd card what do you think about this thing aaron
2: uh goofy uh but i mean it's a it's listen this is a lot like my idea to take the jukebox and put an mp3 player in it and mm-hmm. it cut it's just like what are you doing you're an idiot <laughs> but i mean you can do it if you have that much love right so what this guy did was i'm assuming from looking at these pictures that he 3D printed a, a, his own little uh, drive bay yeah. from somewhere, and then he basically stuck a, a SD card reader in it, cunningly, mm-hmm. winding wiring about. He's got pictures of the innards here. And then you could put an SD card in it that has a little disk drive sticker in it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's that's it. And then, it, of course, uh, uh, you hook it into your Amiga uh, that has a, presumably has some sort of a, a interface that you can use. To, to, to for this thing. Well,
0: this is for the Amiga Mini. Oh, you that's You can tell right. that because the disc yeah, drive right. is half the size you're of right. the You're right, my Amiga brain
2: Mini. freezed up. I keep forgetting that that thing exists. <laughs> so you plug this thing so that really makes it more wacky than it was because, I mean, you're going a long way for this one. Well,
0: you know, you're going a long way if you even own an Amiga Mini, let's be honest because there's there's all, all kinds of ways that you can play Amiga games. So I I salute this guy because... I mean, it looks cool.
2: It looks like a legit piece of hardware. Well,
0: number one it doesn't have eight million wires hanging out of the back of it because he's got this thing wired up pretty pretty ingeniously. Um, number two, I like the fact that he's putting stickers on his SD cards. That means he's taking time out of his busy day to print individual labels that yeah. have, and maybe, who knows, maybe he's got an entire collection of Amiga discs, one ADF per SD card, and so he'll gingerly take one out of the box and slide it in. You know,
2: I do wonder that, because I've seen people that have these like, SD card holders, and they're
0: like, they 3D print them. I, mean, I think to myself, you know, you could really just need one. Right. I mean, for the most right. part, unless you're really out of your mind. Right. But so, people, you but know, I've, I've toyed with the idea of doing something similar, because I am a man after this guy's own heart, because I enjoy the ritual of taking things out of things and sliding things in, and I think, <laughs> like, listen. <laughs> That's
2: the ritual you That's love? That's the
0: ritual. And so, um, like, for the pie. Having like a different operating system on each SD card that you stick into the Pi and bank, boom! It's the old BM C64 all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, hats off to this guy. I wish I knew his name. I do know his name. His name is Stephist Punt B E, which might have been truncated for, uh, for for Facebook purposes. Yeah, I salute you. Uh, Weird guy, now give me credit. I mean, hey, <laughs> is, weird guy, we salute
2: you. you know, I mean, this is this is a weird project, but he made it look good. Yeah, boat. yeah. Speaking of looking good, before we depart the news here, boat, because this is the this is the big news. We might as well just go ahead and bring it up now since we're early on. We are only a few weeks, boat, a few a few weeks. I mean, literally less than three weeks mm-hmm. from your namesake convention. Yes, it's boat.
0: Fest. Boat fest hello give them a scoop boat on June 24th and 25th in lovely downtown Hurricane West Virginia in the holiday and Express Conference center uh, we will be hosting West Virginia's premier retro computing festival. Uh, we will have 30 plus retro consoles and computers set out and for, for free play. We'll have a virtual pinball machine there. We've sold quite a few tickets. People from literally all over the country are going to be, and from parts outside of the country are going to be here to uh, to hobnob around, enjoy time together. I'm I'm not sure hobnob is the word I use. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Frank from Retro Rewind, plus a van full of miscellaneous Canadians, will be coming down to repair your broken systems uh, and uh, be just be on hand to answer any technical questions you might have. We're gonna have contests. We're gonna have drawings. We're gonna have karaoke with Mixmaster Aaron. Uh, it's gonna be a really, really fun weekend of just hanging out, playing some fun games, and uh, getting some cool stuff. Also, if you've got a bunch of extra retro computing stuff that you'd like to swap with somebody else and get some new retro computing stuff, bring it on down because we're gonna have a swap meet. Uh, we'll have official Bootfest merch for sale. Uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a really, really fun weekend. Tickets are $25 for the weekend, and you can check out the official schedule and get your tickets over at boatfest.info.
2: Well, I also want to mention that uh, on top of everything Boat mentioned, we're going to be doing some shows live live there at Boatfest including this one, including all of our normal stuff, plus our good buddy, the Flaxter, yeah. Jack freaking Flack, mm-hmm. coming in live. I was talking uh, to the branches the other day. We're going to have a lot of uh, people that do a lot of streaming stuff. We've got representatives from Coco Talk, and we got uh, Mr. Cole is going to be there. A yeah. bunch of guys that are streamers are going to be there, mm-hmm. which should be a lot of fun. Uh, a bunch of Team Speaker regulars are going to be there, big group of them, so that they're they're going get to get into some Not trouble. Not to mention the Team Speaker regulars
0: will be there in full force. That's what I said. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you left town mentally. I did. Mentally. I left town mentally. It
2: should be a lot of fun if you are within the driving range Please stop by now. If if uh, um, if Wi-Fi permits, we're going to stream a good chunk of this event and the shows, if we can. Uh, if we can't, we'll be recording everything. So it anyway it goes, they will get released. We, it just may be on a tape, uh, be on a tape time delay. Time be- yeah, time delay. Like or they tape say delay. on wrestling, we'll keep the cameras rolling. That's- That's right. Nothing ever happens during a commercial break. You ever notice that? So please, if you you are in the neighborhood, uh, drop by and say hi. Uh, It should be a lot of fun, Boat. I think that's
0: all the news we've got, my friend. All right. Well, before we dive into this week's Game of the Week, Aaron, why don't we talk a little bit about our favorite place to get all of our Commodore computer supplies, Retro Rewind. Speak of the devil here. I I want to talk
2: a little bit about Frank's newest uh, product here. The A six thirty, the uh, accelerator for your Amiga six hundred. I was talking earlier about this thing, Boat. Uh, to when before we went on the air, the Amiga
0: six hundred has become quite a hot property. Well, people are finally catching on to the fact that it's the greatest Amiga that was ever created.
2: Well, and the funny thing is, it's it's one of the worst. It's one of you're the out of worst. your mind. No, I mean I, I, back in the day. When it came out, it it, showed. it was a
0: disappointment. When it came out,
2: oh yeah. yeah, 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 you could say that. It was a it was a it was unmitigated horror. Mm-hmm. And if if you're like me and you were reading the magazines and you saw this was the next offering, it's like, what is this? This is crap. is what it is. Uh, but flash forward uh, thirty or so years, and all of a sudden, this thing's looking pretty great. Why? It's small. It, it's it's uh, got a very small footprint. It's got the IDE port in it. It's a decent little machine. It didn't have the jacket needed. And this accelerator gives it the jack it needs. It's a great accelerator, uh, clocked at 50 megahertz, 64 meg of memory. And this is important it's fully compatible with the Amiga 600 PCMCA slot. So you don't have to worry about that annoyance mm-hmm. with the PCMCA slot. Because that
0: was always the issue with some of the other accelerators. And also right? saw
2: with the same with 1200 as well. The mm-hmm. PCMCA card slot is sort of. It's a. It wasn't like what I would call one hundred percent. You know mm-hmm, what I mean. It's mm-hmm, got a problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, listen, you're looking for to jack up your six hundred. Frank's got these things on sale two twenty five U S. That's a good price. And the fact of the matter is, this takes the uh, uh, the A six hundred from like an amusing novelty to a powerhouse like that. Yeah. And it's and you've got a good socket on this thing. It's a. It holds well. He's told me they've had no problems with it, and all the reports I've heard tell me that this thing's top shelf. Uh, of course, Frank has more than just accelerators uh, for the uh, Amiga. He does, he does all sorts of services for the Amiga, Commodore line, the TRC color computer. I'm talking recapping and repairs. He'll also sell you caps if you need to do the recapping yourself. He's got parts. He's got carts. He's got ROMs. He's got everything you need if you've got a Commodore or an Amiga or a Coco.
0: That's right. And if you want to take advantage of a way to save some money, use the promo code AMIGOS10 at checkout, and you can save 10% off any order at Retro Rewind. We thank Retro Rewind for being an official sponsor of the Amigos. It's like free money right That's there. That's right. Take advantage, folks. All right, Aaron, we've lingered about long enough. It's time to take a deep dive into Yolanda. Yeah, you
2: know, I've, I've got to tell you, I'm really looking forward to this, uh, and not and for real, because I, you know, let's come clean with the people. Uh, you had played this before, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think I'd ever actually played it. I thought I did, but when I actually started playing it, it wasn't the game I thought it was. Oh, okay, and so this was really my first go around with Yolanda, and I knew that you had been watching the uh, committee's voting right closely because you were worried that this would win. And then when it did, you weren't exactly jumping for joy. I was not thrilled. Was not uh, and thrilled. so I'm interested to see if a, a week of playing land has, has softened your demeanor towards it. Uh, just to get into the particulars on this, uh, released on the Amiga in 1990, uh, one disc and published by Millennium, Developed by Vector Dean. Now, the development of this is interesting. Um, I, well, I will say before I get into it, Vector Dean, you've probably heard of, they did all the James Pond games that you're so fond of. Listen, you love the aquatic games. They at least got one in there you like. They also did Bad Company, Dogs of War, Fire and um, So these guys had success, okay? This game, I kept reading, I kept looking at who developed the game. I'm like, what is this? And they always had it listed as designed by Steve Back. And then coded and the graphics, everything else was everyone else. I thought to myself, what is up with this? <laughs> so I, I'm getting I'm getting to a point here. And so I looked into Steve Back. Okay, that's B-A-K. <clears throat> who designed this game. He also is credited as the designer of the ST version, which this was taken from. This started on the ST as far as I could tell. Um, he worked on a, game, a couple games we've played. Including that would include Fright Night, if you'll recall Fright Night, uh, Gold Runner, uh, Spitting Image, mm-hmm. another, another Amigathon <laughs> favorite. I think we even covered that one time. Uh, but this game, it turns out, Boat, is actually based on another game. Really? That, that, another game that Steve Back did. Okay, so there's a game for the 8-bit machines called Hercules, okay? And Hercules... Is this basically it's a lot like Yolanda but in the 8 bit version? Okay, it came out on the C64 initially, as far as I could tell, and then it made the rounds on the C16, the Acorn, Electron, the might BBC Micro, and the ZX all the ones you would expect. It was released in 84. Okay, Hercules was a game uh, where you play as Hercules, you're going through the trials of Hercules. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to uh, get through all the trials of Hercules to win the game, uh, and the Yolanda is basically that exact same premise with Hercules's daughter.
0: Okay. All right. And so that's now is backstory. that canon? That's canon. So I mean, like in the actual mi- Greek mythology, oh, did Hercules have a daughter named should, Yolanda? It's
2: funny you should mention that because I was wondering that too. Mm-hmm. I looked it up, and I did. I saw references to a daughter of Hercules named Yolanda. Hercules, of course, you get different mythology depending on the Greek. Sure, terms. it's all—it's right. real mess. Right. I didn't see, for the most part, the big sites I looked at, and I didn't go deeply into this. Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything about him, but they—he had a daughter, but okay. not named Yolanda. But I did see a couple of things talk about a daughter named Yolanda, so all there right. may be That's some good basis for me. in that. Yeah. Weird stuff. I looked at the uh, and, and I wanted to talk about this early in, so we might as well talk about it now. I looked at the uh, Hercules, uh, and I looked at it on the C64, and I, I put a little uh, demonstration together here if you're watching at home. But it's it's got Yolanda, and it's got Hercules, and you can see uh, from looking at Hercules that it they play similarly. You play Hercules; it's a it's a jumping platform mm-hmm. style game. And he, including getting the uh, the uh, mystical item, he has to pick up. Mm-hmm. So you can see that that's exactly what's happening. Oh, here. yeah. There's you, the golden
0: fleece right there. If
2: you look on, if you actually look this game up on Moby, it doesn't even list Yolanda as a game. It lists Hercules with an alias name as Yolanda. Really? Which, that's not entirely correct. Yeah. Because Hercules was never released as Hercules on the Amiga. So they sort of dropped the ball on that one. But it's something. That I found interesting. Uh, that th- this is just—it's just a game that he'd worked up uh, for the uh, for the Amiga. Now, with all that said, I don't know that Steve Back. I didn't think Steve Back did anything on these except for the design of the original game. Okay, in the design, what does that mean? He designed the game. It means he—I guess they. I don't know if he was involved in that. But when I look over the people that worked on this game, and this is sort of what threw me on it, uh, amongst the people that worked on it. Where Phil Back did the music. So, one, which I believe it's either his son, I think it's his son, mm-hmm. from what I read. So, he was involved in this probably in some way. Mm-hmm. He may have been fully involved in it. His design name is in the credits, but I don't know if they just took his old game and ported it up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, there's there's that. Now,
0: what the heck is this game? Do you want to? I'd love to hear you explain what this <clears> is, Boat. <throat> okay. So Yolanda is a single-screen platformer game in the grand tradition of games like Jumpman, uh, in which you play as the titular Yolanda, and uh, your job is to negotiate a, uh, a series of obstacles in order to reach a doorway. Okay? Uh, some of the obstacles that you uh, may have to overcome are uh, lava, uh, animals of various kinds, spiders, crabs, yeah, um, and you also have to negotiate uh, jumping across chasms. You have to climb vines. There are fireballs that uh, that issue forth that you have to avoid. And um, and once you reach the next level, uh, then you go. It's a new challenge, yeah, and you move through the
2: game. the uh, The backstory this is sort of interesting. They don't just say like because basically. Yolanda is beautiful all right according to backstory and uh, Hera is not pleased uh, the goddess and so she's like all right uh, you're screwed unless you go back and recreate your father's victories at these various challenges otherwise you're you're opposed mm-hmm. so you're that's why you're playing this beautiful woman taking on these tests just to just to make Hera happy uh, and there you go now that sounds great. Let's break down what this game actually is, right? Because that, that was an excellent, that was an excellent explanation. This is your this game is a throwback game mm-hmm. a, in every way. Mm-hmm. It may have been upgraded to the sixteen bit uh, computer, and it may have been uh, ch- the name may have changed. They may have upgraded the graphics, but this is exactly an eight bit game in every conceivable way. Yeah, and this goes back to a game like a Manic Miner, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of game where it takes you to school. This is a game that hates the player, and it tells you in the box that this is the hardest game ever made. It's the ultimate challenge. It's the ultimate challenge, and that you're probably bummed. Mm-hmm. You could instantly die within two seconds of starting your very first man. Right. Okay? Uh, so you've got to come to grips with that. Um, the game will start you out uh, on a text screen, and it will tell you, okay, and this is an area... Where you'll be attempting to get the golden fleece, for example. Well,
0: the the very first thing that you get when when you start the game is you hit one, two, or T. Yeah. Okay. When you hit one, uh, then you get a joyst- You get a menu that says uh, push up on the joystick for wimpy. Yeah. Press uh, fire yeah. for regular, and press down for heroic. Yeah. And uh, what changes are the amount of lives that you get. If you're if you start with wimpy, you get eight. I think regular is four and heroic is only one.
2: Yeah, and I will tell you uh, for full disclosure, I just I used I knew I was like I'm, I know how this is gonna go. I, just, I used unlimited lives. Oh, right, you out, just of went
0: just right yeah, out of the game
2: right Yeah, because I was like I'm not gonna mess with that. And I, I also you know I I didn't even I, I didn't even find out about those menus until after I played. I just hit the button and started the game. I didn't even once I started read the docs. I'm like oh there's a menu. Mm. But yeah. I recommend cheating immediately, all right? And because this is going to change how you perceive this game, all right? So once you, once Bo- like Boat mentioned, once you actually uh, uh, pick your level, you start the game, one or two players. It's a hot seat. So there's a screen that will pop up It will give you the t- which trial of Hercules you're on, okay? Now, it's important, especially if you're not cheating to memorize which of these artifacts you're after because certain artifacts will start the game with your instant death. Also, when you when you start the playable part of this game, there is 0% time to mill around. The second you see where you're at, you have to go. Yeah. For example, one of the uh, trials starts you at a on a high platform and the second you start you have about two seconds to jump over a fireball it's already coming at you Okay, mm-hmm. right? if you don't jump you're bugged mm-hmm. all right uh, some a lot of levels start you at the bottom and after a while the floor catches fire and right. it instantly kills you you've got literally one or two seconds to move and to get off that floor you're gonna die now those are the generous parts of the game uh, you, as you go, th- this is, both said this is sort of like a Jumpman or like maybe like a uh, Montezuber's Revenge. They did have something in common with those, but it's also got. it reminded me almost like of, a, of like Dragon's Lair, Rick Dangerous, yeah. mm-hmm. because you have one shot at
0: it. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a trial and error yeah. experience.
2: You will have to memorize mm-hmm. the majority of the levels. Now, yeah. there are some levels I picked up right away uh, and could get through them. But most of them, you because ha- and the reason you have to memorize them is because the game lies and the game cheats. Uh, you'll see a platform, you jump on it, it just catches fire, mm-hmm. or it just disappears and dumps you into the fire. Mm-hmm. You see a vine, you want to jump on it, may just disappear when you grab it. Right? Uh, it cheat. This game cheats. It's a it's a very cheap game. In fact, I would say it's cheaper. We've played Manic Miner, <clears throat> we've played Jet Set Willy. We've played a lot of these style games on uh, on most of the ZX, uh, and those games don't cheat like this. They're hard, and they have a lot in common with it. But this game is just straight up
0: cheap. Well, the difference there are two big differences. One is that uh, when you play uh, Manic Miner, you're presented with a level. And no matter how difficult the level is, if you don't move at the beginning of the level, you have as much time as you need to sort of plot your route. Yeah. Okay? In this game, like you said, in the majority of the levels, you have like three seconds before you're either killed by a fireball or the platform that you're standing on catches fire and you die. Yes. Okay? The second thing is that in Manic Miner... The everything operates in a predictable way. There's there's various things that are put together in a of Man matter, whether it's a treadmill, or whether it's enemy patterns, or whether things always happen the same way. And like when you go from level to level, there aren't any surprises. Versus, like you said, in this game, there are some platforms that you just jump right through. Yeah, they're not real platforms. And so it takes away any illusion that you can possibly get better at this game through anything other than memorization. It throws that notion right out the window. Yeah,
2: and and, and, and something else that's different is that, manic miner, you you'll play to a level, then you and you 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 can either get past that level or die trying. Mm-hmm. This game, you it switches levels. Right. That's what reminds me of Dragon's Lair. yeah. yeah. If you can't get past le- this level, don't worry if you die because you're going to be going somewhere completely different. And you've got to keep in mind that you're only accessing, for example, again I'm going to go back to the Golden Fleece. You're only accessing the first part of uh, like three screens worth of of perils. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're never going to see screens two and three until you get past the first. So that means you've got thirty six or so screens. It says fifty, so maybe a little off there because there may be some extra ones. I didn't get very far, as you can imagine, but. Uh, you're, you've got many, many screens of peril that you're not going to be as well as practiced at as you are in a Manic Miner. Uh, and that makes this game even harder because you're not doing the same thing over and over. Now, I want to talk about uh, the controls on this. Okay? Um, this game is much uh, much in the same vein as a Manic Miner. requires pinpoint accuracy. Pinpoint Pixel perfect accuracy. Would mm-hmm. you would agree with that? Yes. Now, in a game like this, you need perfect controls. Okay, this doesn't happen. Uh, this game has problems. It, it poses problems that you can eventually overcome because you'll get used to it. But the game is not friendly to learn mm-hmm. the controls of. I mean, the controls don't just suddenly change. But they are difficult to master. And I'm going to give you an example. And I'm, I'm anxious to hear if you had the same problem. Grabbing vines can be a tricky and difficult proposition. Do you grab them straight up from under them? Or you're coming in from the side? Often I would, I would accidentally jump twice when I'm trying to grab one and just jump right off. Uh, and the thing is, you're under such pressures that you can't make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. You cannot make a single mistake on a lot of these boards and if you can't for example just something as simple as getting off the main floor before it catches fire can get you killed time and time again just on your on the basis that you're having difficulty grabbing the vine which gave me all sorts of trouble did you experience anything like that
0: yeah to me the jumping part of this game is less pixel perfect than what you need in a game like Manic Miner but the grabbing of the vines is the kiss of death. Yeah, it's the kiss of death because you have to do that in almost every level. Yeah, and you can grab a vine and then hit jump twice and just fling yourself back off the vine. Yeah, uh, this that is the part of the game that was the most frustrating to me. I mean, let's be honest, this game is exactly what it says it is. Yeah, it's the ultimate challenge. It is. This game is a game that if you like if you like to spend tons and tons of your free time memorizing the single route through every one of these levels that will take you to the end if that's the sort of thing that gives you a sense of accomplishment and you love the fact that you know in your heart of hearts that 99 percent of the people that play this game will put it down after five minutes if you're the one that did good on it this is the game for you if you're like me and enjoy playing video games, this is not a game for you.
2: Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you, the game is cheap. It doesn't play fair. It purposely tricks you. Mm-hmm. It wants you to die. Okay, it's the controls are iffy. They're fair once you get used to, them, but they're difficult. And the 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 games, the structure of the game itself, the the. The fact that it starts you at instant death, the fact that you have one second to move—it's it designed. No offense to the, uh, the, the poor fellow that did it, but the design is long. It needs more.
0: Well, it needs it, more in terms of the ability to even start the level. I understand what he because obviously this is like the logical conclusion yeah. of this type of game. It's like how do we push this? This this genre to its logical extreme. You know, how can we make the single platform or the single screen platformer as difficult as we can while still making it doable? And the answer is, you have to turn it into basically a Dragon's Lair type game yeah. where every every movement you make is scripted.
2: So, with all that said, the many 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 flaws, I really like this game. Uh, I played the crap out of it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it immensely. And I enjoyed this the exact same way that I enjoyed Manic Miner when we covered that on the Art Claire. all right? It's not a game for everyone, and it's infuriating. In some ways, it's more infuriating than Manic Miner, okay? Because Manic Miner, I thought, was a, a better, more cleverly designed game, all right? This guy's not as clever, but he's get, he's on the right track. Uh, this game, with all of its flaws, if and you and you have to cheat you have to turn on just turn on unlimited man i'm telling you i would not like this game without cheating because i don't want to start over and over although it's pointless i mean ultimately you end up saying but i mean turn if you if you put it on unlimited man and just sit there and try to beat these levels which is what i did i could get past after many hours of play I could get past the majority of the first levels of the of the of the stuff. There were some levels I could get past the second part, but I couldn't get past the third part. Not many, and the reason is I had ran through just like Manic Miner. I had played the opening levels so much that I had become uh, well acquainted with them. All right, now does that mean I could just like Manic Miner? Does that mean every time I could get past? No. In fact, some of the levels I thought were fairly simple, I would die sometimes because uh, you didn't grab the vine in time. And you like I said, there's no room for error. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so that could get frustrating. This is a game where probably 80% of people would turn it off after five minutes, just like you said. Then about 15% of people would t- play it for about 20 minutes and then give up. And then there's that 5% of people that are morons, they're insane, they're crazy in the head. And and they this this is the kind of game that takes me to a place I don't often go. And the place I don't often go is just rage and fury. And you want to beat the game because the game dared to oppose you in this way. It's so cheap. And so I enjoyed it on that level. Is it a good game? No. Uh, but it does take me back to that manic minor feeling of an eight bit game that and it, the thing is, with a few changes this could have been a, a much better game and there a lot of them are wouldn't you agree are pretty simple changes yeah just if if you like the controls of this boat and you didn't instantly die on a level you could have enjoyed this how well, much more I do don't think? even
0: think instant like instantly dying on a level that's not a game that's not a, a deal breaker for me. What I would have liked to have seen is some 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 overworld where you have a branching paths and you can choose what level you want to start on. Yes, you can choose what. That's what, exactly what I thought. Choose yes. whatever artifact you want to go for first. Yeah. That makes the the sort of burnout factor a little bit less. Yes,
2: and, and, and oh, go go up. Sorry, go ahead.
0: And uh, the the other thing is like this is a button for jump game, yeah. which I like. I'm all about button for jump, as you know. But if you hold the jump button down, you jump infinitely. Okay, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Um, really? And then like I said, if it if, gets you killed, if, if you play this game on Wimp mode, mm-hmm. you get eight lives. It, yeah not enough. But like you know, it doesn't matter if you're playing with unlimited lives or eight lives, you know, if you have the option to play the level that you want to play over and over again until you get good at it, then that's fine. It's the constant skipping around of levels that is... I don't understand why that's there.
2: What you're saying about the picking the level, sort of like you would try or Mm -hmm. something, that's absolutely... I had the exact same thought. And the thing is, that gives the game a lot more leg. Yeah. You know, and you could... Because you could set it at a master level. Now, if the guy making it it wanted to make the ultimately difficult game, and that's why he didn't put that in there. Uh, And truth be told, because I don't want to sit here and say, put this game over because I it without the without the unlimited lives, I would not like this game at all mm-hmm. I'm just telling you mm-hmm. so it's not a good game with the unlimited lives cheat where you can go in there and try to figure out these levels figuring out the levels I found them fun all right and frustrating but fun and getting used to the controls I found frustrating but doable you know I know this game is not popular uh, uh I looked on when I looked up the reviews of the game. I mean, it, we'll get to them, but it got it got crushed. Uh, but with all that said, if I'll give the following: if you are into these sorts of games, and you, and oh, we didn't even talk about the music. Hold the hold a second now. That it also is irritating. You mm-hmm. hear the same. 10 seconds of song over and yeah. from the beginning. Over and over yeah. and over.
0: The music got muted real fast. Even
2: Manic Miner mm-hmm. was... <laughs> this was this was right. And the thing is, if we heard that music once, it would be okay. Over and over and over. No good. No good. Uh, but, with all that said, there is a set of people that would enjoy this game. How do we do for reviews,
0: Boat? Uh, Lord Soup writes, Rancid Dietrich, Waste of a Disc, uh, or detritus, I think is what the, how I say that. Mm. 1 out of 10. David Hearn Ryder says, A game that takes great delight in killing you. Progress isn't relying on skill. Instead, you must remember when platforms turn to fire and where the invisible platforms are as you return to the game with gritted teeth and an overflowing swear jar. Was this play tested by a T-1000? Overall, 0 out of 10. Oh, man. Uh, Super Tech Boy writes, This game only exists for hazing your friends, and for that, 10 out of 10. Uh, Pajako writes, The game started, I looked around the screen to see what I had to do and where I needed to go, and in that nanosecond, the floor caught fire and I died. Things rapidly go downhill from there. (laughs) Yolanda is punishing at every turn, and whilst games are allowed to be tough, this one is just plain unfair. Everything is pretty much learned by dying, and try not to do that the next time. Coupled with twitchy controls, the whole thing feels like video game trolling. I wouldn't even use the disc as a coaster. One out of ten. Alien Breeder writes, Yolanda is somehow ranked lower than top banana on lemon. Meaning that there were actual human beings that gave both of these atrocities scores above zero. While I cannot condone this rating lower than Top Banana, as Top Banana is the worst video game ever made on any system ever designed, this certainly does try its best to be that bad. Fortunately, while it has a hideous background, you can actually see the main character and is not quite as vomit-inducing. The controls are nearly as bad and the objective is just as confusing. The one positive is that the horrifyingly annoying music did not send me into a psychotic rage like the sound in Top Banana. Overall, I give Yolanda a minus 272.15, one point above top banana. Man. And BarkBit writes, If you look at things in an insane, positive light, you could call this exercise a proto-twitch game, making you train your reflexes and memory to be able to traverse Yolanda's somewhat hostile environment. However, most people are attached to reality and can see this game for what it really is, a joke. One out of ten. Man.
2: Well... The uh, Discord folks were very much in line with the actual magazine reviews today. Uh, they this did indeed get a 2.15 one lemon.
0: To put it in perspective, Top Banana got a 2.53. So this is uh, par- parts of a point low. I totally agree with Alien Breeder. As as much as there as much as many bad points as there are in Yolanda, I would gladly play Yolanda for the rest of eternity rather than play yeah. Top Banana. Well,
2: Top Banana had, was not just bad gameplay. It was repulsive character, horrible, weird sound. Uh, Everything about that game was repulsive. Some of this game has uh, uh, some uh, not bad qualities. Um, Getting into the magazine reviews, Amiga Action gave this a 70%. Bo, not bad. Amiga Format, not so kind, 49%. Amiga Joker... Gave this a disemboweling score of 10%. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Games Machine, 27%, and The One, believe it or not, uh, in November of 91, apparently gave this a four out of five. What? You heard me. That's the what, Games that's what Machine. This, the One. No, The oh, One. Oh, this is The One? Uh, now, I know some of these things have some odd scoring system, but a four out of five something like they that, hate the, it. Hey, that sounds like um, they got some Monet. The, the average magazine rating, 47%. Brutal. Yeah. And I will tell you, uh, you can this can be bought if you... Uh, I did see one for sale. Uh, and if you've got... Uh, uh, at With shipping, if you've got 38 bucks on you, you can take this thing to the house. And actually, the box of this thing kind of cool looking. Uh, overall, not at nearly as brutal a week as I thought it was going to be playing this. I mean, it was brutal, but it's sort of my kind of brutal boat. So I, I actually sort of... Kind of Part of me sort of dug it, I'm not going to lie.
0: All right, Aaron. Well, let's move on and check out what's been going on over in the old YouTube community this week. Very good, Bo.
2: So, uh, just a couple releases this week, and I'll let you talk on this one, uh, Bo, right away. This
0: is uh, Ask the Amigos. That's right. So, every month, we get together and we talk about... Uh, people ask us questions on Discord on the Ask the Amigos channel, we answer them all, Aaron. Mm-hmm. We answer them all. Yeah. And uh, there was uh, w- one of the questions was, would you rather go cheese rolling? Or there were several other U- UK pastimes that, that you might want to be involved in.
2: It always so. amazes me where you come up
0: with a subtext, sub <laughs> line for these, and this time, cheese roll. Now, you might ask me, what questions were we asked? I immediately forget those the 2nd Every we're time. Dying. You've yeah. mentioned
2: that before, and I yeah. believe you. But we had a good
0: time that... That's pretty much hot off the presses too. We mm-hmm. just we just
2: cranked that out like late was last weekend. With yeah, the boat. that was a good time. Uh, the other now, this is a stunner to me. You know, ARG presents is a strange show to work on. I'll be honest with you. There's some weeks I'm like, man, because no one watches that show in the strength of the host. I can tell you that right now. They don't <laughs> That's like not us. True. They don't hate you guys are us. They're awesome. They're actually indifferent to us. It, it all depends on what we're covering and the things that we cover. Sometimes I think, man, this is going to be a surefire winner. And sometimes I'm like, man, we're going to take a bath on this one. And often I'm surprised. I thought the calculator episode we did was a real good one. I, was a, I really enjoyed that. I thought it did well and it didn't do that good. But girl games it has been a, the most popular episode we've had for quite a while. It's very
0: popular. Very on popular. On
2: YouTube, uh, me and the Brent did look at games marketed for girls or ladies. Uh, and we looked at two dramatically different choices. I went the more conventional route with Nancy Drew, Message at a Haunted House. The Brent pulled a Brent, and he picked Pac-Man. Now, I had told Boat one week ago today <laughs> that I was furious. I mean, literally, I was driving home in the car from work on Friday. Just just thinking about it made me super furious because the Brent always picks these oddball. He's in the chat right now. You're a goof. He picks these oddball things. However, I'm going to give the devil his due. His research was spot on. And I even went back and confirmed some of his goofy research. And in fact, Pac-Man was in fact made to market toward girls. Despite the fact that man is in the title. And if you look at the Japanese title, it still says man. Uh, this was this was marketed toward girls. I give the guy credit. And apparently the people bought it. Because we haven't had any hate mail on the, the uh, we did. We heard a few comments on the on the uh, show. It, amazingly, from a lady, I might add, who and she sided with the Brit.
0: There you go. So there you go. A brutal shot. Listen, bro. here's the secret for ARG presents YouTube views. Yeah. Every every show title just put. For girls yeah. at the end of it. <laughs> it's TI-85 yeah, games. It. That's how we're going to play it. Hey, hey, listen.
2: Uh, we appreciate everyone. <laughs> we had a good crowd in the chat for that one, too. We, hey, listen, we, we'll take it. We appreciate it. So if you want to hear me and the Brent go on about games... If anyone is qualified to talk about games for girls, it's me. Because I've played more Barbie than any man That's should. true. That's true. So I felt like this is an episode I can sink my teeth into, but that's all we had on our main channel this week. Let's switch over to the Amigos stream team we had a couple of offerings over there uh one was from our good buddy the Flaxter. yeah jack flack he did a little something something because of it's uh you know flack's no fool right? what's in the news right now the new top gun movie mm-hmm. right so what's the flacker do he fires up the old c64 version
0: of top gun mm. pretty cool i would know i'd seen top gun look but- at his lighting He's got the he's got the electric blue backlight there too. Yeah, what can you do? It's electric
2: blue. Uh, he also plays uh, Ace Two. It's funny because me and the Brent played Ace on uh, one of the episodes of Very G so I was familiar with that. I hadn't seen Ace Two. Uh, very attractive, amazing game for the uh, C64. And then he finishes off a little Neo Geo Aero Fighters Two. I used to own Aero Fighters One for mm. the actual cabinet for it. So. I was a little bit familiar with this one. Uh, great stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I also want to uh, mention that he did, uh, he just released uh, uh, a, like a DOS this week. It was on Jumpman Lives, mm-hmm. which is a game I never thought anyone would ever cover <laughs> because I only found out about it a couple years ago. It's an, basically an illegal Jumpman game that Ooh. was released, but it's a really good game. And mm-hmm. It comes with a, uh, with a level editor. So you should definitely check out uh, Flack's other shows. Uh, last on the docket, I pulled this out of the, uh, where the Lost Pile. Bam. This is a uh, this is a two-year-old uh, disaster stream I did. And this was on... Mostly what I did here was play different variants of California games. I remember that. And some other stuff. Yeah, I remember it that. It got lost in the shuffle. I was like, man, I'm going I'm to stick this up there. Uh, we played a lot of stuff. We went to a lot of systems. See, these are all in the original hardware. C64, mm-hmm. Coco. That's Park Patrol.
0: That's one yeah, of my favorite Yeah, Park
2: favorites. Patrol. Uh, uh, we did. The, you remember this one? This that's New York City, New York, Big Apple. Yeah. Uh, we did. Uh, we did Pac-Man. Pac Man. That's Pac Dude right there. Yeah. We also played. Like I said, that's the
0: Lynx version of California game. That's
2: impressive that you know that. Yeah. How man. do you even know? Uh, because I'm a identify? freaking California
0: games genius.
2: Listen to you, very good. So if you want to watch me and uh, quite a few people in the chat that night, yeah, just go. Through I remember that night well. Games. It's one of the greatest nights of my uh, life. wow. <laughs> well, that's handy, Bo. Well, then you should watch this. That's that's all available on the Amigos stream team. That's three words. Subscribe today. Uh, we're going to be using this channel a lot uh, in the future. And we're going to be using uh, it also to do some stuff for both both channels. Right. So. That's
0: right. And uh, now is as good a time as any to announce that uh, if you are watching us live right now on Friday night and you're feeling froggy, Uh, A couple hours after we finish Amigos, we are going to be doing a stream with original hardware, Atari 8 bit public domain games run off the original discs. I've got the 1200XL. Yep, I've got the 1200XL with the upgraded video board. I've got my 1050 disk drive and a box full of discs that uh, one of the gracious guys over at the Atari Age Forum sent me. Uh, and uh, we are going to be firing that bad boy up later this evening, so uh, stick around and get into some great Atari 8-bit action. That should be that should be interesting. That should be interesting.
2: That's all we've got, Boat. That's all we've got. Uh, thanks, everyone, for checking out boat channels, and hopefully you can find something there to watch, Boat.
0: Now, Aaron, last week we had the old Patreon song challenge, okay? And this one, this I've got to say that this one surprised me. Oh, yeah? Okay. Now, most of the time I have no qualms about throwing any song under the bus that I perform Patreon Song Challenge. Under the boat. This one, this one I did feel a little bit bad because this truly is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, Ooh Child by The Five Stair Steps. Um, college music. Yeah, college music. Uh, but Mr. Chip got it right. He was the only one. I've never heard of that song or that band. You've never heard...
1: Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Nope. Ooh,
0: it's one of the greatest songs Maybe soul I've never heard it when of you time. sing it. Someday, yeah, we'll get it together. You never? Oh, never? You're oh, mode. I don't ever want everyone to hear it now. Well, Aaron, we've got a new. Patreon song oh, challenge here. Is that where you gra- you grab the Slurpee? I'm grabbing the Slurpee. The lube I'm the... frantically looking around the room. You, you know don't... it's time oh, man. for the Patreon song. Well, Brent challenge. says it's a great song. It is. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Brent. Yeah. He Thank also you. picked Pac Man for Ladies Week. I just sort want to of make that abundantly clear.
0: Um, So, here we go. If you know it, send me an email at johnandamigospodcast.com. Watch yourself
2: for this one. I can tell.
0: And, uh, I will announce you as a winner on the next show.
1: R-Typer bum-face, Pooh, hands Chris, Edward's Petzl Along, Albert Kemp we like what we like, Mr. Chip, Peter Price. Herman B. Wanderley, Chase, and Mark Richards, and David Hull. Rambo K. Rombo K. David, Davis, Joe Carlos, Matthew Mobius, Phantom Magnus, Seth Yates, Alistair, Fiendenzie, George Rosansky, The Amiga Show, Daniel Crabtree, Super Fam King. Crazy Loomis William, Ventus Scar Heavy System. <laughs> <laughs> Bundy, Fraggler, Mark Old Olaf, Hope, Alien Breeder. <clears throat> David a Cowbird, Boy, Daniel Williams, Lucas Bomb six, the bass, Frodo, in a solo in size attack, major gun, Mr. Cola, Barnard Lucas, Jerry Dennington, Zork, Love, Reflection, Simon Letch, Cap Crispy, Killabytes and Caffeine, Gary Heather, Free Lunch, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Karen Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobster Minator, 10 Minute Amiga Retro Cast, Bernard Quinn, RMC, Tim Drew, Joseph Harrison, Caletta, Rob O'Hara, Matthew Laramore, Andy Craig, Sean Bob Ben, Roland Burke, Andrew Monks. Joe the Zombie Leaf, Kelan Island, Kibbab, Check till devil lord, John Marshall, Matthew Pear on Ricky the Creepy Dead Boy, Biggie CTZ The Slow, Norris Stephan, Sorgon Mortensen, Wang wow. man Edwin Helen, Christopher Hussle, Chris Falls, Lauren Giroux, Grand Bebkey, Admatters, B. O'Brien's, Retro and Vintage, Gary Hutker, Paul Bossman, Duncan Stiles, Tate from the Crib, Josh Nair, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, D. H. D., Egg Nelson, Daniel Banks, Tim, and Coles, Jason Watts, Pixels and kill Bjorn Barman. Oh, man. Uh, we'll talk about that later.
2: I'll chastise you later for that.
0: <laughs> Holy good God. And, no. and of course, Aaron, we've got to thank the fine, fine folks that tune in live every Friday to watch us record on Twitch and subscribe to our Twitch channel. We got Beachbum7, Amy Steph, Negsol, Back to 8 Bit with Hermsky, Happy Coding ZX, Crusader Bastard. Dave's versus Do- or Dan vs. Donuts, Twilight Zoner, John Marshall 3, 48K Ram, Butterberg, Pixel Rages, Blow Jellyfish, Warped Metalhead, Jigglebox, Milo Loves Chocolate, Uber Scuba Diver, Real Retro Dude, Rob O'Hara, Darkwing 602, MD44 Shoes, Grizzla, Mash Pie, Duh, Crabs MTG, Mitsuyama, Oil of Hope, Steve Burtz, RetroRewind.ca, Buck Owens, Texas Foosballer, Jabba Soft. Mons a Mess, Amiga Live, Christian Russel, Eeyore 4077, Still Adolescing, and Frodo NL. Thank you all so much.
2: Thanks, everybody.
0: All right, Aaron, what are we going to play next week? I'm afraid to look, but let's have a go at it here. And the winner is, oh my,
2: it's the Jaguar. Yeah.
0: We're going to play the Jag. You know, we were just talking on the Discord. One of our Discord members owns a Jag. Oh,
2: yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah I Sorry. worked for a guy who was a Jag dealer. Really? I, I rode in many Jags Oh, every man, year. you ever steal one? No, and I've never ridden in an XJ 220. Me neither, man. I've never even seen
0: one of those. You know, no. there, we have went around the block on this one with this game yeah we've we played this several times yeah another one that i'm surprised we haven't done so far on the show or maybe this is one of those retro rewind episodes i can't I, you never know, know i'm not
2: saying nothing anymore <laughs> every time i think we did one we haven't done it
0: <laughs> all right but we're looking forward to it remember folks Uh, If you are a member of our Discord community, you can uh, leave us a review and we'll read it on the show. If you'd like to become a member of our Discord community and enjoy many other perks, you can uh, go over to patreon.com slash amigospodcast, sign up over there and help support the show. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Until then, adios.